1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Warning. When Carl goes outside, birds fly south and bears hibernate, even in the summer. hey. hey. Everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who's ever taken an MSR fuel canister and Jimmy rigged it to fuel his private ultralight inflatable backpacking motorboat, Carl Mandrioli. What's up, buddy? What's up, what's going buddy? On, buddy? What's up? I'm re- I
3: I'm good. I'm relaxed. I'm fresh. Do you know why you're Am good? I... Because you're Derek Somerville, the only man who buys premium price gear. With budget quality <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. oh hey there burn Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. zinger we are getting this podcast out a little bit late this week not that it matters all that much because with the whole coronavirus thing nobody's listening anyway let's be honest here <laughs>
2: oh, they probably have more time to listen what are you talking about
3: no oh yeah I don't think I've shared this with you like I'm radio shows down. and podcasts are tanking because people aren't commuting as much anymore
2: oh that's true I didn't think yeah
3: so i think we're down like 25 percent or something like that so it's, so there's still yes. listeners out there we're just we're i'm exaggerating but mm. for those that are still optimistic and planning their summer adventures maybe even spring adventures we have an episode that might give you some clues as to um, how to invest a little and get a lot right i'm hoping i'm hoping yeah and and by the way, did you know that I I ended up pulling out of our um, Land slash Utah trip for the month of April? Did I tell you that?
2: You didn't tell me officially, but I, I assumed as much. I yeah,
3: mean, the, yeah. So for my part, yeah, we're done, and we have the stay-at-home order in Colorado through that time frame now. That just got updated today. So, brutal. First time I've had to bail on a trip ever, I think. There's a well, you know, it's a worldwide crisis, Carl. Sometimes you I gotta know.
2: draw the line, buddy.
3: Well, we just got a message from Jesse saying that he feels bad for that, but he instead he's actually gone camping on a farm to get his outdoor fix. Have you ever gone uh, adventure farming before? Uh, in New Zealand, we were we yeah, took
2: a week long, ten day trip ish, uh, South Island, New Zealand, and we would drive around and and quite a few times we ended up camping right. unknowingly, but on sheep farms of people and we'd wake up and it it was actually really fun we had a great time yeah.
3: so i was th- yeah when i thought when i was asking that question i was thinking you're in a reference to the like saruman's lair farm kind of thing where that's it saruman's lair. <laughs> the, sh- the sheep farm it of was
2: yeah there was no vacancy it was brutal so.
3: no vacancy <laughs> no vacancy <laughs> so anyway for those that just need an outdoor fix or just looking for some ideas for some budget versus premium gear, we've got some ideas, and we brought in an expert. And mm, I think yeah. we've used the word "expert" before with people that are like maybe pseudo experts, and maybe with ourselves, and we're not really experts at times. But this guy's legit. This guy's like a legit expert. Would you agree? I, I freely admit that we are not gear
2: people, and this is not a gear oh, podcast. For sure. So it was it was really nice to have. It was really nice to have uh, some good
3: insight, some good input right. on there.
2: So, yep. um, yeah, he had some great input.
3: Yeah. So his name is uh, Justin Outdoors, and no relation to Kevin Outdoors, by the way. And he's he's the kind of guy who, I think he references this in the interview, he creates spreadsheets to compare data between pieces of gear, whether that's weight, durability, you name it. And yeah. some people love doing that. Some people are just, you know, into the data I, not so much. And so, as a result, I appreciate guys like Justin that really take the time to do that and then share what they've learned. They allow you and me to be a little bit lazier <laughs>
2: and
3: uh, just look at it and buy what we want rather than, I mean, right. And when, and when you say lazier, you just mean like behave regularly for you?
2: Uh, No, that's no, it's more okay. your speed. Colorado's more laid back. I okay. Think, right? Is it sure, sure? Sure. Actually,
3: I'm the lazy guy. It's probably California's way more laid back. So. All right, I'll take that. I really. Admit. I think that people listening out there, they're like, "Yeah, Derek's probably the one that's that's not as lazy as Carl for sure." <laughs> it's all debatable. It's all debatable. Um. Anyway, so we so we got Justin, and he's gonna give us uh, a little bit from from one of the videos he put out on his YouTube channel, which we have linked in the show notes. Yeah. But this is a guy that you might want to just kind of look into for gear reviews and just general ideas for gear this this guy knows his stuff and he's actually somebody that i'm going to use as a reference when i'm buying gear in the future so yeah i'm happy to have him on thankfully he took the time to to hang with us and here's what he had to say okay so i am here with justin outdoors how's it going today pretty good pretty good how are you i'm doing good thanks happy to have you on uh, so, just for everybody out there who's not familiar with your stuff, so where are you from, and like, what trail system or park would you consider your stomping grounds?
4: So, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, up in uh, yes. the Great White North. The Great and- White North, <laughs> 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 and it's it's in our national anthem. We gotta gotta give a shout out to it. And my <laughs> stomping grounds are um, the Canadian Rocky Mountains. So, a lot of people are f- probably familiar with. Banff National Park that's um okay. one of the areas that I go to quite often as well as Jasper National Park a little bit north of that but the Canadian Rockies anywhere in there is where I'm usually usually out and about
3: I think the Canadian Rockies is actually on a lot of people's life lists and yeah I definitely am hoping to get up there sooner rather than later so that's that's great you are very fortunate to live kind of in that zone right there
4: Yeah it's it's beautiful I've I've traveled a lot of other places in the world and every time I go somewhere else it actually really makes me appreciate how beautiful the, the mountains that I have access to are, it's, it's quite amazing.
3: For sure. All right. So I got a question for you and this one was not on the list that I sent you just to warn you. All right. <laughs> so, so you're—you're you're kind of tagline, Justin outdoors, you know, that's like your YouTube channel. So I was just kind of reflecting on that, on that name and that title. And so just curious question here. So when, when you're growing up and your mom was like calling for you, like, Justin, Justin, did you ever respond like, I'm Justin outdoors, mom, <laughs> like Justin the out-
4: I, 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 prob- <laughs> I probably did, to be honest, at some point I as I was, a, I grew up out in the country and I was a wild child and we had a big, um, big forest out behind us and then a river out in front of the house. So I was outside all day, every day, basically. all the time.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm a little jealous of that. I wish I had that access. So okay, uh, another kind of a follow up question to something along your YouTube channel. I was I was kind of cycling through some of your videos, and I stumbled upon one which was just awesome. And yeah, so I, I guess here's my question, and and please don't don't be humble with your answer. Okay, okay. are you a professional backpacking line dancer? <laughs> <laughs> that video you came across that one. Um, yeah that's like your that's like your
4: best so one. that that was actually a really fun trip that was, a bunch of friends um and myself went on that right after one of the couples on that trip got married and okay. as part of the wedding event we learned the line dance that we did in that video and we just thought okay. it'd be cool um once we were at high elevation to we all we were all at the wedding and had learned that line dance we were like we might as well put this to good use and
3: into a a line dancing great use yeah it was fun (laughs) so so you typically have you get a lot of hits and a lot of views in your videos but that's one that for whatever reason did not take off and so i can identify with that on so many levels where you are putting something unique and interesting out there and like that's kind of the videos we try to put out there but like nobody really ends up watching Mm -hmm. it's kind of a bummer so yeah. yeah, I would encourage people to check out backpacking line dancing. So maybe we'll link that in our uh, our show description. But yeah, thumbs up to that one for sure.
4: I think you'll actually maybe get a few more views around the Calgary Stampede time. Okay, it's uh, it's that's a very popular line dance that gets busted out at a yearly kind of cowboy um, country event that happens in Calgary every year, and a lot of people search for that video on how to do that dance. And I think it's trending. With that, for the searching for that line dance, so like maybe you'll get a few more views. search results. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Come, okay. come July, you might see it. Uh, might see it get some start getting some views.
3: I wish I had some sort of like annual cultural event that could tie into some of the things we're doing, so we would come up and search results. That would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> um, okay. So anyway, getting on to to the list of questions. So, um, okay, so we sort of brought you on as a gear expert and just kind of just going through the different things that you go through, like the different gear comparisons and the videos that you're able to put out there. We, at least compared to Derek and I, like you are definitely a gear expert and know way more than we do. And so we've done a couple gear episodes, not a lot, just because we feel like we're not qualified to really dive deep and analyze everything. So you recently put out like an episode or sorry, you recently put out a video which I think hits at the heartstrings of a lot of backpackers. Budget along the lines of like budget versus expensive gear, and like how to know when to really invest versus you know when you can kind of get away with uh, spending a little bit less for you know without sacrificing too much. So um, so we appreciate that we have you on as an expert in that area. So here's my question, kind of a long lead to this question, but when determining whether to buy budget gear versus expensive gear, um, name brand gear, whatever what are the major factors that you consider
4: yeah so when i'm looking at gear, there's there's kind of four trade-offs that i'm always considering um that being weight durability uh function or performance and then price and out of those four things usually gear will compromise at least one of them um a lot of the time for you'll see it being price for the more expensive gear but when right. I can find something that is a low price and then doesn't really compromise weight, durability, or function that much, then I consider that mm-hmm. like a good budget piece of gear and um, something that I'll pick up. And usually it does usually it does compromise weight, durability, or function. But for some categories of gear, it's not as big of an issue. Right.
3: And f- I guess for for me, this like the average consumer, I, I would have the hardest time determining durability just in the shopping phase, especially if it's like a newer product where there's not a whole lot of data out there on that. So how do you, how do you determine if it looks like it's going to kind of stand up to a lot of abuse?
4: Yeah, that's the, that's the toughest one. And it's something that I struggle with myself, especially with gear that doesn't have a lot of reviews out there. And I recently right. picked up a, a down jacket that costs a stupidly low amount of money. And I thought it was definitely going to compromise um, something and my guess was it was going to be durability, but I've been using that jacket for the last five, six months now and really trying to actually destroy it as I use it and it's held up. So you really just have to use the gear, put it through its paces, try and get it to its limits and I think that's really the only way to to see because things like s- stitching quality um, and the nuances of the type of fabric used are really going to be hard to tell just by looking at it in the store or looking at the specs.
3: Right, right, right. When you say you're tr- like you're trying to destroy it, what in your world is trying to destroy gear look like? So I'm I'm a
4: pretty gentle person with my gear. Um, before I started mm-hmm. YouTube and really testing gear out for review purposes, I I would baby my gear and I'd get ten years out of a tent, twenty years out of oh, a yeah. sleeping bag. It, things I have a lot of gear just because it always lasts a long time for me, but. What I've been okay. trying to do is use the gear more like the average person, where if I'm shoving a jacket or a tent into my pack, I'm not doing it carefully. I'm just kind of shoving it in there and not looking out for sharp objects or anything like that to see how easy it will be to tear it or um, damage it through abrasion. So, things like that, as well as like if setting okay. up a tent, I'm not going to um, look as carefully as where I'm setting it up. I'm not going to clear as many sticks and pine cones and things like that.
3: Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense impressive that you can get 10 years out of a tent because I feel like no matter how well I take care of my tent, no matter what brand I'm buying, the like the interior kind of waterproofing like starts peeling off and not just along the seams, but just like, you know, kind of in just flakes. And so I feel like I don't know, at least the way I use it, my tents have a shelf life that's definitely under 10 years. So if you can get 10 years out of a tent, that's amazing.
4: I think the modern tents, I, I definitely have some some older tents that had that same peeling issue. The modern right. tents are a little bit a little bit better for that. Um okay. the 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 type of coating that you're using is is uh less peel peel prone, I guess. Okay.
3: Peel yeah. resistant. All right, good to know. Yeah, peel resistant uh fabrics. Gotcha. Okay. So well I think I got one newer one. So maybe that'll hold up a little bit longer. But all right. <laughs> um okay so so down to the nitty gritty then. This is where we can just kind of just really absorb your experience. Um, what, like, what are three pieces of budget gear that we should consider that doesn't compromise too much on quality, performance, and/or weight? What's kind of like, if you had to pick like a top three, and don't mind sharing your secrets here.
4: Yeah, definitely. And I and I've I've talked about these three pieces of gear on my channel. They're they're things that have kind of just blown my mind as far as. Um, how good they are for the price and i did i mentioned the decathlon um trek 100 down jacket already but that that is one that I picked up this past fall um they just opened up stores in okay. North America this year and it's it's as good as my ghost whisper but costs a sixth of the price it's only sixty five dollars so it's a six yeah it's crazy
3: yeah i saw that actually that's one of the videos I watched for sure yeah that was like I was like oh that's actually not that much heavier and it seems like it's pretty awesome
4: yeah it, okay. it sacrificed a little bit of weight but um i think you probably get a little bit more durability out of it because it uses um, a higher denier fabric on the, on the outside so
3: right okay so, so down jacket that's a good one all right it's number mm-hmm. one
4: second would be the trekology pillow it's an inflatable pillow you can pick it up on amazon um it's yep fifteen dollars so about a third of the price of a lot of other mainstream pillows out there but it's been one of the ones that has been the most comfortable for me it has great baffling great support and comfort and they came out this strap system that no one else has come out with yet which blows my mind that wraps around your sleeping pad and keeps your pillow in place while you're tossing and turning at night
3: okay gotcha when did can i ask Mm -hmm. you what year you you bought your trekology pillow
4: so i had the original trekology um a couple of years, I picked it up a couple of years ago and then I got, okay. they ma- they came out with the second version that has a little bit different fabric and the, and the pad strap. And I picked that
3: up right. last fall or last spring, last spring. Okay. So I, yeah. so I must've had the first version. So I actually, so that's one ge- piece of gear that I have owned. I thought it was amazing. I'm like, this is cheap and lightweight and you know, a better deal, but it, uh, I want to say it was the nozzle broke on me after one season of use and okay. And I'm probably not as gentle on my gear as you are, but, um, I was, yeah, I was not excited about that. So I, I honestly thought, uh, ah, you get what you pay for, but it sounds like it's, it's lasting for you.
4: Yeah. I've, I've had, I've had a couple of them now and lend them out quite a bit too, and, um, haven't had any problems, but I think, um, something that I've heard about them as well is that they're pretty good as far as warranty. So you could probably reach out to them and they'll send you a, a new pillow.
3: Oh, okay. Good to know for future reference. Yeah.
4: Which is something you don't usually get with uh, budget, budget gear.
3: That is true. That is true. So people are asking you to, to borrow pillows a lot. Is that, am I getting that from you? Like they're like, hey, do you have a pillow? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
4: it's, it's more that I'm going camping or backpacking with people and they don't have a pillow. And I'm like, okay. you need to try a pillow. It's going to change your life. <laughs> right, right. So, so I lend them a pillow and they're like, I don't know why I've been sleeping on my folded up pair of pants or boots or whatever it yeah. is
3: know for sure i did that for years just trying to you know save weight and i was like i am not sleeping very well this is a really yeah this is a good investment and even if, even if i get like a nicer one that weighs a little more like it's worth it to get really comfy sleep so 100 mm-hmm. on board with that okay so that's two what's what's number three
4: the third one's a bit of a bigger item it's uh the Lan shan series of tents so they have a one person and two person trekking pole tent they both okay cost around 100 bucks but i've been using that the, the one person one for two or three years now, um, going on two years and okay. it's been super durable for me, held up in really good, um, good rains or wind storms. And, um, it's just been an all around solid tent for a good Does price. Does it come
3: with the option of like whatever a carbon fiber or aluminum pole, if you're not a trekking pole user?
4: So it doesn't come with that. And I had to dig around in order to find one, but i I picked it up on aliexpress and they also sell some carbon fiber poles that you can get that weigh around 80 grams or a few a few ounces and cost 20 extra dollars so it's yeah the option is there to to get a pole it's there okay
3: Mm. and and, and ballpark how much weight are you talking about for like a one person tent
4: so that one weighs 780 grams
3: Mm. whatever that is in the like a lot of grams freedom freedom uh
0: freedom measurements <laughs>
3: all right I'll, I'll get back to everybody on that in the conversion <laughs>
4: um no i'm getting pretty good at converting uh converting to u.s 80 percent of my viewers are american and i i have to start thinking in fahrenheit and and ounces but yeah i'm still not not quite there for some of the some of the at
3: the moment calculations for sure <laughs> and yeah and really the u.s has to convert to you know to metric and such and so like it just makes more sense obviously but but we haven't, and that's all I've grown up with, so that's all I'm used to. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got this information and more on on multiple videos. I mean, I'm I, just kind of checking out your channel. You have everything from like you know how the new R value works and just details that are beyond um, our show's comprehension. So if you love just digging into the nitty gritty with gear stuff, I think yeah, I think your your YouTube channel has a lot to offer. So yeah, um, yeah. What what else do you have going on with your channel?
4: So I'm a huge, I, I'm a huge gear head. I do a ton of research. And one of the reasons why I started the channel was all my friends are always asking me for advice on, on gear and what they should get and everything like that. And I was always trying to talk gear with them um, as, as I was researching stuff and they kind of got sick of that. So <laughs> I started the channel <laughs> in order to, to be an outlet for my gear, gear nerdiness. Gotcha. And that's, a lo- what I'm just trying to bring to it is, is a bit of gear nerdiness, doing a lot of research. I put gear through its paces. There's there's a lot of f- first look videos out there, but I try to use gear for quite a bit and and uh, test its limits before putting out a review. And then I also re- reach out to the manufacturers and stuff and just try and get a little bit more detail than what you can glean from just the specs. So it's so the value I'm trying to bring bring to the channel in the backpacking YouTube world.
3: Yeah. And, and for me personally, where I use YouTube a lot, just kind of as research, like, like that is super valuable to people that just, you know, want to just get an answer. Like, do I want this jacket or this jacket? And then we can mm-hmm. just dig in real quick and, um, you know, saves me a lot of time. And the fact that you're testing it out, I think that probably builds a lot of trust of the people that are, that are watching your channel. So, so that's really good to, to know. So that's,
4: um, that's the goal. And I think there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes into it. I have I'm, tons of spreadsheets as well that are comparing dozens of pieces of gear and all their specs and everything. I'll probably share that at some point. I think I find it really interesting and just want to kind of show people, um, the spreadsheet, spreadsheet nerdiness. So you might see that yeah. in video down the road.
3: Well, and even, and even if they don't like want to see that, they just want to know what the answer is, so to speak. They don't necessarily need to know the process. The fact that they can see how specific you are with the process, I think would again, you know, be helpful for building trust with kind of what you put out there. So I think there's value in in multiple realms for that but um so so yeah so justin thanks so much for coming on and if everybody gets out gets a chance if you're, you're looking for some gear looking for some budget gear that you know you can get some good bang for your buck and just kind of just you know learning about gear in general check out justin outdoors on youtube so thanks again justin thanks thanks for having me All right, so those are three pieces of gear that he is recommending, my friend. Mm. What were some takeaways here? Uh, I think just
2: the functionality of a lot of that stuff. I think uh, I was really interested in... I, I Now, I like my jacket that I bring, uh, but I don't have like a down jacket. So, right, you know, right. If, I, if I was going... If we were going to like colder areas, like if we do, you know, when we do the Alaska trip, then I, that might be right. something to actually look into getting something like that for
3: the nighttime, even in the, even though we're in the summertime, um, right? So yeah, I, you I, replace you replace the down jacket with just cotton pajamas, right? Yeah, actually, uh, rayon rayon pajamas. <laughs> okay. And uh, so yeah,
2: no, it was good. Uh, I was gonna ask you, do we have? Did we use? I'm trying to think of all the tents that we've bought. I remember he, I remember he mentioned peel resistant fabrics. Did, have we ever even thought about? Have you done that? Peel resistant
3: well, He's what he was saying was that. More lately, that the you know the interior lining of like the rainflies are lasting longer, so right. we don't need to worry about them as much, right? Right.
2: You don't really you don't really care too much. You don't put too much thought into the durability of the rainfly when you're buying. It.
3: Um, that's a good question. So yeah, that kind of goes along with our the theme of our episode: is it worth spending extra money on premium gear to make sure that you're getting that high quality piece of gear versus you know like a budget brand that maybe you don't trust as much and it might peel after a while. And it depends upon what kind of tent you're buying and what you're using it for. My strategy, just to prevent that from happening, is like I'll just buy a tent, use it for six years, and then sell it before it gets destroyed. And that way it still has value and I can use that money towards my next tent. That's my strategy. What do you think? Okay, okay. But I mean, for you, I think that works because you go
2: so frequently. Mm. That makes sense. You know? Like, right. if I, I don't know, if I was... I th- and I, I don't think it really matters for me either way. I mean, I know I've bought in a big Agnes tent with one of our guys before, and it's it's done fine. But I think if I was going as regularly as you, and I was just planning on buying a tent and just seeing how long I can make it last, then yeah, this might it might apply more for me. But right, um, I think you're you're constantly buying and moving things around and trying new things. So I think your strategy actually works for you a lot. So.
3: Well, yeah, and kudos a- to you. Yeah, thanks. And just, just to clarify though, because we talked about just, you know, like him being rough with stuff versus what it's like for us to be rough with stuff or for us to have guys that are, you know, really rough with stuff. Like when you typically like attack people in the tent with, you know, your sleeping bag, for example, like that can be hard on the tent, Derek. So (laughs) do you think that his, his measurement of tent durability, does that hold up to our group or to your average backpacker out there? average yeah i guess i'd say average backpacker i don't know i mean i
2: it just depends on the person you know i mean like how are you throwing your junk around are you yeah. Wrestling in your tent, like you know, what are you doing in your tent? Like I don't know. So, <laughs> I think I think I, I have no idea. This depends. Um, I I think that uh, yeah. I think people in general. I think it kind of applies to all your gear. You know, are you somebody who like tries to take care of your gear to make it last, or are you kind of just like let's just get out of there and throw it down and get it up right. and
3: get going? Like I don't know. So um, I'd say well, yeah, let you, you yeah. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Does Justin come across as the guy? Who was able to fold up his tent exactly the same way it was folded by the manufacturer?
2: I think he could do it. I think he could do it.
3: I think <laughs> if anybody if could do, anybody do it, it, he not come
2: across could do that it. way to me. But I could totally be wrong. But I, I feel like uh, I, one one guy in our group is definitely. I feel like like that. Like wants to be that good, but
3: I don't know if he'd ever be that good. But it's mm, it's close. Yeah, we're. Like, straight up, I'll tell you, I'll take the poles out so that somebody else can carry the poles, which means there should be a lot more space in the stuff stack, and I'll still have a hard time getting the stuff stack yeah, that's sometimes, you. right? Yeah. And so, yeah. that's that's me, and that's a fair few folks out there. I'm not alone well, on that
2: one. Well, I am not in that group. Uh, I can get the poles in. I have a secret way, but the person I'm thinking okay. of can... A secret the person way? I'm th- <laughs> the person I'm thinking of can probably do it, like, close to factory settings, which isn't...
3: I don't think anybody can do factories. And that's ridiculous. Maybe if you took like a YouTube time-lapse video (laughs) or if you took a time-lapse video and then tried to do it anyway. All right. So, so speaking of durability though, he did one of his items he mentioned was a Trekology pillow that I have purchased before. And yeah, like it broke. It it was a while ago. And I think I want to say the nozzle. And so is that just me being like too aggressive with the pillow or is this being an example of just budget gear being like straight up budget?
2: Do you want me to hurt your feelings, or like I just want to be doing? honest? Yeah. I think that your snoring and worming in the tent caused that to happen. <laughs>
3: is what I really think. But um, wait you know, a minute! I mean, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Just to clarify, you think that snoring can break a pillow?
2: Vibrations, vibrations. <laughs> you know, vibrations.
3: <laughs> Clearly,
2: the okay. vibrations of your you yeah nasal canal. I'm not. I'm I mean, I
3: don't typically get accused of snoring, but. But somehow no, I'm sure. snoring so hard that it breaks a pillow.
2: <laughs> that's why, actually, that is why we tent together because we don't snore. So I, right. I don't know. I mean, that's um, maybe you just have a really heavy head. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> My ego
3: has should, added density. Should, should I just call you Fathead from now on? I don't know, but I, I'm not going to do it.
2: Um, I'm guessing it was probably a shoddy. Maybe you just got a lemon. You know, yeah. maybe you just got. Um, I'm lemon. known
3: to get lots of lemons, even with high high quality stuff. So that's. Interesting. Um, he mentions the like the, the concept of the trekking pole tent and yeah, yeah, we, we haven't gone down that. Right. I've, I've used a trekking pole tent years ago and yeah. it took, I don't know. Maybe they're better now, but you're sort of relying on somebody to bring trekking poles, which is fine for our I And mean, You bring trekking poles. Totally fine. Right. Do you like, do you like shaving a little bit weight by kind of using gear you already have like a trekking pole? Do you like that concept? she uh
2: yeah i mean i like the concept if it was if it was as quality as the one that's amusing then yeah i mean i, 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 mean, okay. I don't know i i i would i'd be willing to try it but right i don't know i I'd probably want to sample it before i get it th- out there on the trail but right i don't know you're not really a pole guy though you know so it's you know maybe well, you... you know
3: what we actually have somebody suggest that we do like a trekking pole episode i don't know we can do a whole episode on trekking poles but we'll talk about them we could in a later gear episode, because you got a strong opinion, and maybe if you if if you buy the tent
2: that had really good poles, then we could go in and on together.
3: Yeah, I th- yeah. well, I'm yeah, I'm considering buying a pair of expensive carbon fiber trekking poles for the fastest no time attempt in Yosemite this summer. So, um, so I might have mm. a stronger opinion about them. We'll see. You
2: you don't want my used Costco uh, poles? Is that? No,
3: uh, it's Costco can sell. So I think they can sell some carbon fiber poles, but they're not like the ones I'm looking at right now are black diamond and they weigh for like the, the longest ones. They weigh 10.3 ounces for the pair.
1: Mm. That's crazy light. Mm.
3: I don't know if they're good for yeah. backpacking, but they're anyway. So did you have you checked out Justin's line dancing video? Uh No, no, I did not. I'm would you be up for making a line dancing video? I'm anti
2: anti line dancing. If avoid it Ooh. at all costs, so that could be a good okay. a good you know challenge. Is you know if I lose something, just an FYI for you. Is line dancing?
3: Line dancing. Um, yeah. Dude, I've got oh I've got a great challenge for you that I'm gonna save till next episode. We'll we'll talk about that. I'm excited. It's not line dancing though. Not really excited. Okay. But all right. Check check out check out the video. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But anyway, Justin. Awesome job! Thank you a lot for all the information. Great info. We're gonna add our own couple of pieces of gear that are either worth buying for the premium price or they're a bargain for you know for budget gear. So we just came mm-hmm. up with two, yep. and I'm curious what you came up with because um, why are you is curious? It, is it something that you, just, you talk about a lot, or is it is it something new? Did,
2: I, I'm wondering. I think you expected me to put my sleeping mat because I've gotten so much flack for the sleeping mat, but I didn't put the sleeping mat. Mm. I did not include it. Okay. okay, so I'm sorry about that. I actually included my sleeping bag. Um, okay. The Igneo, the Igneo 17, regular size. There's a few different sizes, but the regular size. The brand is called an Igneo? REI, REI brand, okay. sorry. Right. REI brand, Igneo 17. Um, it's it's around $300, but it's a, it's, and I know what you're going to say, it's not synthetic, Derek. It's a 700 uh, duck down uh, sleeping bag, lightweight. One pound, 15 ounces for this 17 degree bag. And it is, you can, you can pack this sucker up really, and whatever packaging it comes in, it's very compressible, uh, even more so. So I bought a compression sack. I know you hate those, but I, I think it's, it's so tiny and it's so Mm. warm. Um, I love that bag. So I'm hoping to have that bag for a while and okay. uh it is premium pre- you know I, I decided do i want to spend a little more to save weight and stay warm is it worth it yes it is worth
3: it for me okay. for some people so you, you know, count that yeah. as a premium piece of gear that was worth the money absolutely yeah absolutely okay. i think and that how many a, years have you had it
2: i want to say
3: four now okay i think four yeah
2: so yeah i don't know it's, it's okay fun- i love it though
3: it's weird because REI is like a is not known as a premium brand. I think no. you're saying that you paid a premium price for it, but if you were to buy something similar, you know, in another brand like Marmot or Mountain Hardware, mm-hmm. like that price is going to be north of four hundred dollars typically. And it was so yeah. I still it's, kind, it's kind of comparatively yeah. budget, but still, you're you're paying a premium price. Is that that's correct? fair
2: to say? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Marmot Marmot didn't really even at the time Marmot didn't even have one that could compare to it so yeah. um that wasn't okay. that was lightweight as that one was so that's you're saying that rei had a better option than marmot at the time yeah it, for what i was looking for uh, in mm. the sense of like the the weight and the
3: degree of bag then yeah that was the rei was the choice and our, i think marmot didn't have anything if you're talking like price yeah or if you're like they must have had it exactly at 17 degrees not no, 15, I think not I, 20. I,
2: No, I think at the time it was like, they had like a 25 or 30 degree bag, but it was like 400 something dollars. I was like, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is a lot. It's
3: comparable. It's just the price was too high. It's comparable. Okay. In your world, you know, I don't, if you're going to say like Marmot doesn't even have an offering that's. They they had stuff close, but
2: I just, you know, I have a, I have a, a Marmot bag already. So I was like, and I love the Marmot bag. I just wanted something a little different.
3: Yeah. So you're like, I like Marmot brand. This has been good to me. So switch it up she's trying to different okay that makes sense do you ever brand has been your good brands? high quality <laughs> goes more different okay nice do you
2: ever do you ever switch up your brands carl
3: if if something's working for me i'm sticking with that brand i'm brand loyal if, if it's legit that's that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah i am brand yeah. loyal to certain brands hey once they give me that lemon though i'm out that, i'm all out so one lemon and you're not i usually make fun of them on the podcast
2: so Aqua Clip and you're out is that what you're saying
3: yes so well sort of like on that yeah that's a good question um because that's put out by z packs and but they don't manufacture that so it's like a third party yeah exactly yeah my turn well, you're good i'll what go with got? the sleeping bag as well this one is like pure budget mm. okay have you heard of alps mountaineering walmart no they might have that walmart walmart, walmart? They, they they sell it at other like outdoor stores for sure but they might have it at Walmart, yeah.
2: What are we looking at? What's what's so special about this okay, bag? Okay, so
3: sleep, so sleeping bag, one that I just recently looked at, for example, has um, a 600 fill down, goose down. It's not the highest quality down. Yeah. And it's a 30-degree bag. And for that, it's a little bit over, I want to say it's like two pounds, three ounces. Mm. So you're getting like a, in the two-pound range bag. This would be like a good summertime bag. Okay. Sierra's it should work for. Yeah. All right, and... You're looking at, like, right now at least, it's a little bit over $100 at the store I looked at. Hmm. So, for a little over $100, you are getting, like, a two-pound sleeping bag, man. It's not bad. But here's, yeah, and then if you, if you look at reviews for the Alps Mountaineering stuff, it's typically, like, you know, four out of five stars. So, it's not the best, best, but it's pretty good. And I just say this. If you are a warm sleeper, then you could probably get away with this because is this really good and comfortable down to 30 degrees? Probably not. That's, you know, that's where the difference is between the high quality stuff and the budget stuff. But if you know, maybe it's fine at 35 to 40. And if you're in the, you know, if you're low enough elevation or if you're in, um, low enough latitude, like that should be fine.
2: That's true. Yeah. You're all about your, yeah, your so. budget, man. And that's, are you cold sleeper or a warm sleeper?
3: I'm a cold sleeper, but, and, and, and yeah, we got to clarify that See, We didn't, we should do uh, at the outset of the episode there's a difference between being like frugal and being cheap, right? Do you True. know the difference?
2: Do I know the difference? I'd like yeah. to think I know the difference. You know,
3: well, like I you think- would just call me cheap just because you're trying to make fun of me. But frugal people are more likely to spend on the premium item, but then they don't want to buy another version of that item. They want to. I don't want to replace that for years to come. They want to make it last. Right. Yeah. Whereas cheap's That's- just like I'm just going to take the cheapest thing or not buy right. something just because I don't want to spend the money and yeah and so there's you're kind, we're kind of riding that edge depending upon what you're going for here right i'm only i'm only going cheap in a pinch like if i forgot something yeah uh, otherwise
2: i'm frugal yeah and, and
3: frugal will buy some. the cheap stuff like they'll buy the alps mountaineering if they don't value that as like an essential for a high quality piece of gear for example true so, yeah, yeah. It depends what
2: you, yeah what's important to you
3: all right next item all right. My next one is
2: my backpack actually. Uh if okay. you, it's the Osprey Stratus, thirty six liter. And you're like, Derek, whoa, this is just like a like an overnight
3: possibly day pack pack. Uh, you love that story. You love, uh, you know, you don't. Know, you know, share about, like, I love the story. John from REI, who was like, there's no possible way you could use this. I don't know if it was,
2: was his name John? I don't know. He's, he's, he was, a, he's know. a great guy. I don't know what his name was, but I've gone back to him many times to ask him info. And I was like, I need your, lo-. wait, wait, you
3: got back to him and to tell him you're still using it as a backpacking backpack. Oh, right? for sure. I did. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, he's like, how's that
2: backpacking button? I was like, cause when I bought the pack, I was like, look, I need a backpack that's like super lightweight. Uh, my I have a huge one now I don't need all this extra junk I'm a, I am want to go ultra light blah 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 he's, right. so he's like well there's this 40 40 liter 50 liter I was like no no it's no, too big he's like well there's a 36 liter but that's like an, a day pack I'm like let me check it so I was like mm. and then I kind of mentally I think I talked about this like how I mentally went through this checklist of like yes I can fit everything I bring in this pack and I was like I'm getting this pack he's like you're not gonna be able to go backpacking with this pack I'm like watch me so Challenge accepted. And so I, you know, I see him probably two or three years since that. And he's like, how's the backpack going? And I'm, you know, it's, it's going (laughs) great. I love it. So the thing I like about it is it's, um, if you're trying to go ultra light and you do spread out, like our group spreads out, um, you know, group gear and all this stuff as best we can or camera gear or whatever, you know, if you can do that, then it's, it's awesome. I mean, it has all the storage like a lot of these bags do, but it's, um, Right. I love, one thing I love about it is, and some of these bags are starting to do this now where they have like that side access panel where there's like that zipper on the side that you can just grab anything. And you don't have to like dig through the top. Um, I love that. You know, it's got the compression straps. If you have weak shoulders like Carl and uh, it's, mm. it's got the uh, something it didn't have on my old backpack, which I love is it's a small thing, but it has like that. Uh, they call it the airspeed. It's like a little gap in the back. So your, your back right. doesn't get as like sweaty and gross in the back. But, Um, Overall, it's great. It's two pounds, 14 ounces, up to three pounds, depending on what size you get. So it's awesome. It stores everything I need. It gets the job done, and it's lightweight, and it's pretty durable. The Osprey stuff's really durable, as you know. So that would be- Season
3: three version of the backpack story. I love it. Season three. Love it. Season three. Every season, I'm going to slip
2: it in. We're going to slip it in, but it's 100.
3: 100- yeah, and, I, and I'll ask another yeah. ridiculous question to follow up. Okay, back before our current situation, when you went back and visited John at REI, did you-
2: You're just giving him the name you, John.
3: You? You're just giving him the name John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you put your arm around his shoulder and be like, you know, John, here's how it went on my last trip oh, with that boy. backpack.
2: No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Okay. I brought the backpack not- in with it fully packed and showed him. No, I didn't do that either. <laughs> I should have done it.
3: Let, let me show you it's my pack. <laughs>
2: I'm like, John, John, did I return it? No, because it's awesome. It worked. That's what I said. Um, but I, right. you know, it's 170 bucks, so it's comparable to a lot of packs. But, um, you know, I, I trust the Osprey band. That's just from my experiences with, like, bladders and packs and things like that. I like that brand. Right. It's durable. It gets the job done, and it doesn't seem to be... Like a weak type of constructed backpack, so
3: you know for sure, yeah. I also like Osprey as well, although I did, sh- I think I shared with you that I bought another um, water reservoir last summer that was yeah. Osprey, and it was awesome for about like two months, and then it started leaking on me. So you're over
2: Osprey, out.
3: they're out. That's it. The- they're 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 water reservoirs. I-, I went back to Nathan. So the saga continues, but. That's a story for another time, my friend. My my last item to share is somewhere... I'm going to put this somewhere between the budget and premium area. And this is something we haven't talked a lot about, which is the shirt. The shirt. The back. Yeah, the backpacking shirt. Like, a lot of people wear just straight-up mm-hmm. cotton shirts that they soak with sweat backpacking. Or they'll get the, like, super wicking shirt, which after day one is, like, super stinky... Yeah, or they'll wear the the button down. I don't know. It almost looks like a pseudo cat, like you know, casual dress, casual shirt kind of a thing, and and then of course you have the fake rangers out there that just wear like ranger color shirts and might even have a name tag, but that's a whole other story too. Um, The shirt that I am digging now is by a company called American Backcountry. They make T-shirts that I've worn running and sweat in profusely maybe <laughs> yeah, man, they're 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 holding up man they they're yeah they're, they're wicking okay they're super soft and comfortable and i'm not any more stinky than i would be like in a cotton shirt maybe even less stinky Do you, so you sweat like a beast or no you're not that big of a sweater no well i don't know colorado has a drier environment so i'm not sweating a ton but um yeah i, I probably i'm a pretty average sweater okay average sweater yeah so anyway american shirt, I yeah they yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm in on their stuff man like okay. like it's like the, i don't know what material they're using i know that they use i know that they're using some kind of a polyester but they're not mm-hmm. like polyester typically stinks to be honest right but this one does not and i know they i think they're trying to use some sort of like recyclable plastic mm. something they're trying to be green with the environment, right. which is awesome so i actually recommend these and their shirts are running at like 25.99 which mm-hmm. is I think right on par with your outdoor store shirts. Like they're obviously more expensive than like a Walmart or a Target shirt. Right. But so that's why I say it's not like premium. You're not spending like fifty bucks on a t-shirt, but somewhere in the middle. And yeah. if you buy one or two, like I think you're good for a backpacking trip, depending on how long you're. Did going Did you for.
2: say it's a little bit stretchy as well? Did I, did I hear you say that? Or no? I
3: did not say that. Is it, there's no spandex there's no in the shirt. There's no spandex in the probably
2: shirt. Probably now. Okay. But it's yeah.
3: comfortable. You swear by the shirt. You're on board. I've tested it out. I'm in. In fact, I want to wear a couple of these, or bring a couple of these on this upcoming summer, the trip. So, all right, we'll see. That sounds good. We'll see. I love it.
2: Yeah, it sounds great. In
3: fact, I'm gonna reach out to them and ask them if they'll send me a few extra shirts, and we'll just we'll drop a sponsor line for them if they're willing to do so okay. because I'm willing to go like, because I like their stuff so much. I'm like, I'll take some shirts and we can talk about them a little bit. Oh yeah. That sounds great. And that's it, my friend. Those are the, the items. And so maybe you found something that useful from Justin outdoors or from anything we mentioned there. Maybe you just needed to hear Derek's story about his backpack again. And that was sufficient for you. Maybe. Look, man, there's so much gear out there. There's so many oh reviews
2: gosh, out sure. there. You got to just, just dive yeah. in there and try some stuff out. Sometimes, sometimes it's a hit, it's sometimes, sometimes that's it's right. a miss. You
0: know? that's- Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives make a statement, or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
3: Are you ready for budget versus premium trivia? I'm going to try. I don't feel good about this trivia, but I'm going to try. I got some easy ones on here. We'll see. Okay. All right. Number one, we've we've referenced the brand Z-Packs a few minutes ago. We did. Is that considered a budget or a premium gear brand? Budget Z? Is it Z? I'm gonna say budget. I feel like Z Packs is supposed to be budget.
2: Supposed okay.
3: to be. Is that is that accurate? Um, incorrect, my friend. They are like high end premium. I'm over three hundred dollars for their backpacks and such. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something else. They're high. They're high quality, lightweight, and just for the ultralighters out there. Yeah. And in fact, there's a guy from Z Packs named Matt. He's in the uh, backpack movie Highline, which Chris Mead is putting out. We'll talk more about that later. Right. But um, we're gonna have him on, not because he's a member of like the Z Packs company. Right. So, so we're not gonna really be talking about Z Packs. We're gonna be talking about the movie Highline. Um, Derek, here's my question to you. Yeah. This isn't part of the trivia, by the way. This is kind of a side question.
2: Oh.
3: Okay. If I have him on the podcast, like, how do we? How do I get a free backpack? From Z I really <laughs> want one, but it's it's not in my budget. <laughs> uh, do you have any wow. advice for me? Uh, what if you you're like you're in the middle of an interview? <laughs> how can how can you um convince I'm him saying, to send you a free backpack? <laughs> what
2: what if you um what if you talk about like a trip you're going on? You're like I love Z Packs, but I can never figure out which one to get. I don't know this is my kind of thing like what do you recommend is there any type of discount I, like what can i do? in the like, interview do you, do you think i should i should do that
3: you know if you're gonna look if you're gonna hit a home run you gotta swing hard you know what I mean? right that's all that's all awesome. if i miss then we're just like it's just pure free advertising for them <laughs> for sure <laughs> sometimes you gotta roll the dice buddy you gotta roll the okay. dice okay all right i'll work that in i'll try to work that in this is your one shot your one okay. shot All right, so over one, number two, name any two gear brands that typically fit in the budget category. Any two gear brands that fit in the budget category? Yeah. I'm going to say
2: REI brand. Yep. Uh, And I'm going to say... What do I want to say? What's another one? This
3: This is more a question. I'm going to change the question. Were you paying attention as we were talking about this episode?
2: Well, I don't want to use the stuff we, we... have already been talking about although i just did maybe though did. i just did yeah why you not you are not shy. Right.
3: i'm not <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll say osprey too i feel like osprey is a good
3: budget you feel like osprey is in the budget category? for me yeah okay it's definitely not as expensive as z-packs and some of the other no, brands but it's, it's, it's close. close it's like it's 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 upwards of that 300 hundred no. dollar backpacking for what, mark for for what backpack my my backpack was 160 bucks
2: yeah, because it's a small
3: one. It's a day pack. It's supposed to be right. Is one hundred sixty dollars a good deal for a day pack? The bigger ones were like twenty to thirty bucks
2: more. Mm. Tops. For some, depends what you're getting though. I think you could make the argument
3: that it's between the budget and premium. There's cheaper.
2: I'm not saying it's 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 super budgety, but it's definitely not super premium. Yeah, I would I would say it's, I would say it's so in between,
3: but I would say it's, if you had a a sliding scale, be more towards premium than than towards budget for sure. I'm thinking more like the Alps Mountaineering, like we already mentioned, would be budget. Mm. I'll give okay. you like a, a partial fair. point on that one. Okay. All right, now well, number three, opinion use... question. Yeah. If okay. I'm going premium, what piece of gear am I most likely to invest in? Like what piece of gear would you think I would just like be like, I need a premium piece of, I need a premium brand for this particular gear.
2: What What brand would I choose? What would I choose? Uh, Would you choose?
3: Yeah. Gosh, what would you choose? Not what brand? No, no, no. Let's let's let's. I'll save the question for the the third time. (laughs) 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 If I'm going premium, what piece of gear am I most likely to invest in?
2: Well, I'm thinking of the brand and then the gear. So you're gonna. I'm thinking. uh, I'm. Let me just let me just go down my own route here, To get to your answer. So I think that you, you, when you're thinking gear, I'm thinking. I'm thinking backpacks. And I'm thinking, then I'm going to th- be thinking Z-Packs because we were just talking about it and you think it's super premium, but you love them and you really want one. So backpacks? So I'm going to say backpacks, okay. yeah.
3: Um, I'll take that. I, I would I would invest a lot. Comfortable backpack, critical. So I will take that. So you would spend the 300 bucks on a Z-Pack? If I was going to spend, your- if, I, if I'm going to like, I need to buy something and I'm going to spend a lot of money, I'm not saying it's going to be Z-Packs. I'm saying I would spend on the backpack. So it might be more like, you know, something less it's whatever's in my budget that's not my budget right now so no, i can't afford it but you don't do you you don't really keep backpacks that long though like how long do you keep a backpack for um okay so i've got my, my lightweight backpack okay. and i've got my heavy duty backpack heavy duty backpack i've worn i've had for four seasons but i bought it used and then my lightweight one is a go light one okay. that one i would i would actually put closer to the budget side and that i've had for 10 yeah. years that one you've had for a while
2: yeah the blue
3: one yeah yeah okay. good memory so and I might actually oh, I might bring that this year we'll see maybe I'll just be like you know it you know what Matt from Zpacks, you just need to listen to this episode and pity me for my backpack and maybe he'll he'll send me one over there yeah you'll he, be that guy it's like
2: I have a podcast give me a free backpack you know you'll be that guy
3: I have a podcast mm-hmm. give me a free backpack because I'm demanding that way nice. But, uh,
2: nice well in more ways than one
3: but you know I hope <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping that you can pull it off I really am okay We'll see. It'll be a challenge that, you know, that I'm up for, but we'll do it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say- You seem nervous about it. You seem a little nervous. Yeah, I'm not like a salesperson or somebody who tries to sell themselves or tries to convince people in an underhanded sort of way for anything. And so I feel like I'd be the kind of guy that like does what you say. Like I take your device and I try to pull it off. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm sorry. I I was just trying to do that to get a free backpack. And then I feel bad. Mm. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna pray for I'm gonna pray for that. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. I only
3: got one tidbit, my friend. Um, do it. We put out that we're willing to extend our podcast season if we can get ten new patrons to Patreon, the safe and secure way to get additional content and support your favorite content providers. Of the ten we've got three. So we're we're getting there and we might Mm -hmm. make it. Get bonus podcast episodes and all sorts of good stuff. So, so check it out on Patreon, Backpacking Blisters. Get the link in the show notes. And thanks to Doug and Jesse and Andrew for for joining us. We really appreciate it. Indeed. Indeed. That will do it
2: for us, guys. Uh, Thanks for hanging in with us during the slower so i guess it's a slower part of the year all year this year yeah. we'll see not not it's usually like
3: the the big time i know podcasting i know just not this year
2: you know what take a yeah. fiver grab some tea listen to a podcast we will see you next week on the BNB. and remember guys if you need a t-shirt carl's gonna get some freebies for you Count i want to fly There is, all right, the, the backpack he wanted is a Z-Pack, guys, but he wants, there's, okay, so the most expensive one on the website that I that I can see is it's like a $350 backpack, right? The Arc Zip, 57 liter. It's amazing, right? But there's this other backpack on the Z-Pack secret site, secret site called, it's called the Baby Backpack Epic line, and it's uh, $7,000. It's got one pocket, and I don't know why he wants this thing, but that's what he's hoping to get, so... Baby backpack, epic line, Carl. I don't, good luck? I don't know, good luck.